Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot where the conversations are pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Did you bring your thinking caps? Because it's time to put them on. Because the conversation starts now. Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains, your favorite place. This is the spot, the location where the conversations are pointy and the guests are sharp and the responses are never dull. And today we have Deborah Crawley and she is the owner of Exclusive Cleaning Services. Oh my God, let me tell you, if you have never had somebody come in and do the work for you, baby, you better save your pennies because it is luxurious. When you get up from your desk or you come in from after a long day and your house is smelling good and it's clean, it's just amazing. But also, she's a survivor and a thriver of domestic violence. And she is a lady of justice ambassador. So we're going to ask her about that. And she got a couple other uh, fantastic opportunities that she is exploring and businesses. She is just really at the top of her game. So I'm so excited to have her here on the show with us today. How you doing, Deborah? I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me. Truly wonderful. Absolutely. We've been waiting for this for a long time. <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> but it's worth the wait. So tell my brains how you show up in the world. Um, well, I am a uh, grandmother of two uh, whom I adore. They live in different states. Uh, I wish I could see them more than I see them now, but they're in different states. So of course, you know, that's travel time. Um, I, own, I am, as you mentioned, a domestic violence conqueror. I don't say victim, I say conqueror because I have moved past it and I have succeeded. Uh, also, I uh, was working in corporate America for several years and decided one day to just walk around, go at, well, I was in the Renaissance Center, I'll say, um, for GM walked around, looked at everyone and decided that it was time for me to go. Girl, I did that too. Don't, don't that feel good? Don't that yes, feel good? <laughs> yes, it does. And went back to my desk and started packing things. And I was gone within that two weeks. And that's when I decided to open up my company, Exclusive Cleaning Services. Also with that, um, I am a I lived in New Jersey, um, now live in Michigan, and I left New Jersey with three suitcases and two, two, boy, two of my sons, mm-hmm. and it's been amazing ever since, deciding to change my life and make a difference in my life. Well, you know, let's dial back, you know, liberating yourself from a job that is not pleasing to your soul. Did you hear what I said, Brains? Liberating yourself from a job that is not pleasing to your soul. I'm not talking about liberating yourself from being a W-2 employee because there's a lot of value in that. You got your benefits, you got your sick time, you got your desk, you got your paycheck, you got the the offset of all of the responsibilities going to the upper echelon of the organization, but it needs to be pleasing to your soul. You need to be an independent contributor to the organization. And if you don't feel that anymore, then it's time to go. Don't get caught up in the trickery of that word entrepreneur, Okay. Deborah and I were both talking about that in the green room, and that is harder than being a W-2 employee. 
You've got to figure out what the business is. You've got to have a business plan. You've got to pitch the people. You've got to find the customers. you got to pay the bills. you got to pay the taxes. You don't have no guaranteed sick time. You don't have no guaranteed vacation time. You know, and then you got to build the business and start that cycle all over again. So don't get tricked up with that word. But the most important thing is it has to be pleasing to your soul. I had one guest on my show. She was selling cupcakes. She coached with me for five hours. The woman's business went up 300% because it was pleasing to her soul and she knew what direction she wanted to take. So why did you start with a cleaning service? Oh, wow. Um, working in corporate for so many years, I saw that um, women were just so busy. Um, and I would hear a lot of the executives, let alone all the employees cleaning. First thing they would say, well, I got to go home and clean my home. So I said it was important for me to start a cleaning company so they don't have to worry about that. So like you said, so they can come home and have a clean environment. And that's more time spending with the family more time getting them doing me time for themselves instead of running around cleaning because by the time you finish cleaning you're tired and ready to go to bed so mm -hmm. there's no time for the husband or the children anymore so that's why i decided to do that not only that too a lot of people just can't clean so right because right. I, I know it, it took me i it took me all day to clean my house i had to sit down and couple, take a couple breaks <laughs> and not only that, you just, you don't have to clean it all in one day. You have, you get a company like me, come in and do a deep cleaning. And then it's easier for you to maintain after that. And then maybe have us come in uh, monthly, bi-weekly. It doesn't have to be weekly, even though I do have customers that want someone to come in and clean at all times, but it doesn't have to be that. Just have a company come in one time and just do that deep cleaning, the things that you would normally do, the spider webs, cleaning the top of the door or the windows. Girl, I, I paid them to do my windows. I like to look out a clean window, but I tell you, I don't like to do the window and I don't like to do the stove. <laughs> oh, and the stove, that's the hardest thing so, too. Yeah, yeah. We have some remedies for that. I'll give you a little tip. Get you a pulmice stick. P-U-M-I-C-E. It's a pulmice stick. And it's so easy to get that dirt and grind out. You don't really have to scrub that hard. And it looks like, you know how you scrub your feet? What do you call those things? Would you those are, a pumice time? stone. Yeah, a pumice stone, yeah. But it's a pumice stick for just for stoves. Where do you and get it from? Home Depot. Um, your uh, Home Depot, I think they have it in your local grocery stores as well, but it's called P-U, pumice stick, P-U-M-I-C-E. Okay. Another, a note too, when you're cleaning your stove, you have to spray it and let it sit. A lot of times people spray and then they just go wipe it out. Right. No, that's not going to work. Let the chemicals sit in there to get that done. And then wipe it while the chemical is on it. Because what I was doing was I let the chemical sit and then I wipe it with a wet sponge. I mean, you know, put a little water. That dilutes the chemical. Absolutely. It does. It does. And, and to get to that, that's what happened with COVID trying to disinfect your home. A lot of times we were spraying. And then wiping, you're not leaving the chemicals there long enough to remove the germs or try to remove mm. the germs. Even with bleach, people think that bleach is a cleaner. Oof. Bleach well, is a disinfectant. Bleach was tearing up my respiratory. Okay. Yeah. It was tearing yeah. up my respiratory. And, and another thing, you clean either up, down, or back to front, right? Top to bottom, left to right. 
because you want to clean. We as cleaners, we want to clean as we go out. So you clean the top, then you clean the bottom, then you start to the back because you want to vacuum and mop yourself out. All right now. To go back and do the same thing over and over again. Just a quick question too. We can talk about cleaning our day, but I got a question for you. What would you clean first? Your toilet or your mirror in the bathroom? Mm, probably the mirror. Nope. Because the sink and I mean, not the toilet, the sink. Because the sink, you're wiping it, it'll splash water right on your mirror. So you would have to go back right. and clean it again. Right. So you clean your sink first and then the mirror. Well, let's talk about some of the cleaning products. <laughs> a lot of them are very toxic. Yeah. A lot of them are toxic. I mean, because we want the strongest thing to clean the germs, but you tearing up your lungs at the same time. I love things like uh, I, I use a, a steamer on my uh, floor. And what I started putting in there was vinegar and water. I don't use vinegar and water. Some of my cleaners do like to use utilize vinegar, but I don't know because of the smell. There's something called ZEP. ZEP products. It's a sanitizer that's truly, truly amazing. Like, I love it. I've been in business for 15 years and we've been using it ever since because it's a green product. And a lot of your customers, well, a lot of my customers want green products. And you're talking about being it, um, um, being careful, careful because of the chemicals. You have to use green products. And ZEP is amazing. It's a little pricely, 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 but it works. And it's probably heavily concentrated too. Yes, it is. So, that makes up. so say, they ought to give you a plug. Zep, did you hear that? Hope <laughs> Depot, did you hear that? And Pumas, did you hear that? Okay, all of that goes to uh, exclusive cleaning services. Okay, so now you hire a person that, uh, you know, wants to maybe do it as a part-time job. You know, it's a lot of flexibility. They may have three or four regular clients that they go to three or four times a week. Maybe they can work their schedule to where, you know, they can pick up their kids or be home at the end of the day. It is a very flexible job. But, you know, people think domestication is beneath them. Okay. And as I told you in the green room, my mother was a domesticate and she loved her job and the family loved her. They, you know, they couldn't wait to see her, to see what she was doing. She was a part of the family. Now these jobs are considered, um, you know, I, I don't know the, the proper term to use, but they're taken on by more uh, ethnic groups, Hispanics, Dominicans, Africans. They use this as a form of income versus the good old American woman that, you know, needs a job. Do you find that in your industry that they're less favorable or the people are more parsnickety? Yes. Um, I think what happens is because it's unskilled, you don't need a degree, right? You sometimes, well, when my company, you need a car so you can get there. However, I purchased a van because a lot of our employees don't have license. That's another subject. But yeah, it, um, I find that to happen a lot, even though, like I said, I've been around for 15 years. I have some of my cleaners that's been with me for five, six, seven, eight years. And that's my second shift. Um, because they like what they do. You do have some people that love to clean, but it's been a challenge trying to hire some people now because of the mindset of the people nowadays. After COVID, I don't know what happened. No one wants to work anymore. As I mentioned in your green room that I hired four people and um, gave them an orientation, gave them 16 to $17 an hour, mind you, um, gave them a uniform and they didn't even show up to the job. 
So that's another thing to the comp, I'm sorry, the competition. Um, people are, you got to pay money to keep people. You got to make it worth their while now, even though it's the detriment to the company, but that's the only way you're going to get people because if you don't have people, you don't have money coming in. Exactly. And so trustworthy people, they, you know, you have to be licensed. You have to be insured. You have to be bonded. Things, yeah. things happen, you know, and you want to give people a break. I don't care if you come from Mars brains. If you want to work an honest job, I'm not going to sweat you about your country of origin. I'm just going to give it to you 110%. If my spirit feels good and you work and you're honest, that's fine. I'm not going to micromanage you for the government. And your position is a little bit different because, you know, you have certain labor laws that you have to conform to. But I think that it is utterly um, shameful for people to think that these types of jobs or landscapers are beneath them because it's not. This is just something that we don't do. And as Black people, we was the wet nurse. How would you like that? You know, we was the sharecropper. We was the cook. We was the bed warmer. Okay. We was all of these things. Okay. So for you to sit there and to, to judge someone because they will come in and they will clean your toilet when you don't want to clean your toilet, you know, you should give them a tip in my opinion. Okay. I'm off my soap. <laughs> Absolutely. I had someone, a couple of people come in and they, their resume was really good. Right. Um, so I brought them in, but I knew their mindset when they came in that they felt like this and this wasn't the job for them, but why are you here? But I didn't go at it like that. I just heard their story. Something happened to make them fall back on this type of job, right? Um, and then they'll say, I'll ask them, so what do you love about cleaning? Because that's the key for me. Oh, I love the key. I, I'm OCD. I'll do this and I could do that. But you need a job, right? Whether it's cleaning or anything, you take it. But I was saying that um, because these three, it was three people that came in, they had bachelor's degree. One had a bachelor's degree in engineering. Oh, right? wow. Wow. So you can't, you, you have to, and, and I was telling them like, okay, if, okay, if I hire you, guess what? I also train people to open up their own business. Wow. See? They were like, why would you do that? I'm like, because there is, it's, it's a lot of cleaning. It's a lot of uh, businesses out here. There's a lot of cleaning. You, everyone needs cleaning. The gas everybody. purchase, everybody needs cleaning, especially more so than now due to what happened with COVID, but everybody needs a cleaning. So I told her that she was like, hmm, that sounds interesting. And I also came to her in a different uh, way. I interviewed her because I just wanted to see where her head was, because then I found out, oh no, you need a job. Right. So, so because you, you need to pay the bills. You, you need know? to pay the bills. And then, mind you, she went to other interviews. This one person went to other interviews and they were only paying like $13, $14 an hour. So she asked me how much I was paying. I said $16 or $17 an hour. Oh. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. There's a level of respect because you value these people. I okay. do. That's good. Do. So, when we talk about value, you also valued yourself. You are a conqueror of domestic violence. I've never been, well, I should say this. I had a boyfriend that hit me one time. Baby, he ain't hit nobody else. I went asshole crazy on him. Yes, I did. <laughs> I almost scratched his eyes out. Yes, I did. I said, are you, do you know who you hit? Are you crazy? Okay, but 
I had another boyfriend that was very aggressive and he drank a lot and I could hear I could hear it roar up in his spirit and he never spoke well of his mother he never spoke well of his sisters he called women you know by the b word and this that so there was some some triggers there and I'm like uh this is and he liked to argue Girl, it wasn't a debate. It was a straight out argument. You know, anything. The sky is blue. Well, what makes you think the sky is blue? You know, and I could feel it. And I was like, you know, this is not me. This is not me. But to be in a domestic violence situation with children, to be in a home, uh, to figure that there's no way out, you want to keep it a secret. You got to cover up the bruises if there's bruises. And there's different types of domestic violence. There's mental, there's uh, alienation, there's psychological, there's physical. So what strange dynamic. They want to love and honor their father. They want to have that mochismo, that macho-ness, you know, this is, you know, how you run a household. Your children here everything that's going on. They learn that disrespect. And then you as a mother, you want to honor their father and their relationship because it's hard for a woman to raise a man. But in that same uh, mindset, you want them to respect and honor and love women and nurture their mother. I've seen young men disrespect their mother just like their father did because they thought it was the right thing to do. You have to get them away from that environment. And don't think that the kids don't know. Baby, if the dog lives in the house, the dog know what's going on. My girlfriend, the, another woman that uh, experienced domestic violence told me this, and I, it didn't ring a bell. She said that normally or often that a domestic violence person will attack the animal. If there's a pet in the house, they will abuse the animal. I was like, what? She said, oh yeah, badly. Three, four weeks later, my girlfriend calls me. Her husband done socked the chihuahua in the eye. Hit the dog. The dog got a black eye. Two weeks later, she got that same black eye. And I looked at, we were sitting in the car and I looked at her and I was like, oh, her foundation is awful thick. <laughs> then I looked down, she had on a skirt. She had these bruises on her legs. And I tell you, okay, now you got to come clean. What's going on? And she told me. And she told me how her husband would just take the dog and just throw it, a chihuahua. And, and would abuse it. And then it clicked as to what this other woman told me. So that there's patterns, okay? And But there's help. There is help. But what you have to do is you have to find that self-love. Absolutely. Okay, you've got to go deep inside yourself to say, hey, you know what? I'm worth more than this. I'm not what this outside influence is trying to dictate me to be. I've got these kids to raise. I've got a life to live. You are absolutely stunning. And I don't know what in what in the world he could have wanted, thought. I don't know if it was drugs, it was alcohol, but whatever, he's crazy. And you still got to deal with him because you have children to a degree, you know, but you have to find that within yourself. What do you tell a woman as an ambassador of justice for women, what do you tell a woman that's in this situation? Um, I think um, I would tell them, um, you need to write it down and you need to analyze everything. You need, you need to know his triggers and you need to get out because he's going to do it again and again and again. And guess what? Sometimes it's not you. There's something else going on that caused him to be that way. And you can't change that. 
he has to change that. So a lot of times we think that we can fix it and change it, but we can't. So what you have to do is plan your escape. Plan your escape. Sometimes it's very hard. Sometimes people can't get away. See, my sons were younger. Like they, I had a baby and he was one. He, my other son was one. So they were little and still, like you said, they still know. And um, just plan your escape. And going back to the children, um, like you said, they know. Then you have to tell your children what's going on and what's going on with you and the father that he hit you. Because my kids used to ask me that all the time. And I said, no because I didn't want them to worry about that. But then I had came to a conclusion because I talked to a therapist and she's like, no, you got to tell them. Mm -hmm. You got to tell the kids what's going on. Right. You because I mean? they are, they're little human beings. They're going to grow up to be adults, yep. but you got to have a strategy. And let's That's talk true. to men too, because men are abused. Now, and there's a lot of, you look at homosexual relationships I done seen some men that'll kick another man's butt, yeah. uh, baby. And don't let don't let it be a real butch lesbian. Woo! Like real men fighting, like real, fighting. real right, right, right. And, and then the other one is kind of meek and and you know kind of submissive. It, it can just be very complicated. So we're not just talking about women. We're talking about people, okay? But again, know where all the bodies are buried. When the person is at work, baby, find out where the money is, <laughs> okay? Look at the credit card statement, uh, you know, and find you a friend that you can trust. There's ones that are gossipy, that are jealous. There's other ones that really care about who you are, but the most hurtful thing is when you have a family member or family members that don't support you and don't help you. And a lot of times you can't, you tell the you, you have to pick and choose. I know that's hard to say, but you have to pick and choose. I had a friend, she worked for McDonald's Corporation. Man, she was my my rock, my rock, because she's the one I would tell her. She would take me in the bathroom and put makeup on. She even confronted him. Mm. And she was the one who told me, okay, it's time to leave. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. And, yeah. you know, it's that self-righteousness. And we don't want to be vindictive. But I'm telling you, I, I took mine to task. Oh, yeah, we was going toe to toe. I was told you won't hit another woman like that, baby. His face, it looked like a jigsaw puzzle when I got finished scratching it up. It, it, but everybody doesn't have that. Yeah. And first they start working on your mind. Oh, you're not worthy. You're nothing without me. You ain't this. Your family don't want you. Your friends don't want you. You know, so what? You're making a little bit of money, but I'm the man and I'm running this. Okay, so then they start lowering your self-esteem. Then they really start getting up in your face. All that. And it's a shame associated with it because you've got to try to regain your identity. How did you regain your identity? Um, well, uh, real quick, though. That's not always the case. My husband was jealous of who I was. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was jealous. So sometimes you have that situation. That happens with a lot of stars when the boyfriends are jealous of who they are. Yeah, girl. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I'm looking, so me and my husband was talking about something. We ain't going to talk about them because I work with a lot of them in Hollywood. They can't keep a man. They can't keep a man. And they are beautiful. And, you know, they buy these multi-million dollar homes. It may be a house, but it ain't a home, baby. And so, so you have two form, you have several different forms of domestic violence. But um, what was your question again? How I kept my strength? Yeah, how did you how did you regain your identity? Um, well, um, after a while, um, 
I moved to Michigan and I've always said that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, God was definitely with me because a lot of times I already knew he was with me, but I just had to go through those trials to get to where I am. So that had to happen because it did, but it helped me to think more about myself, to figure out who I am, to figure out being unapologetically me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I still have some issues trying to find myself. Just a couple of months ago, something was going on with my spirit. And I couldn't figure out why, um, but like you, I have a discernment to feel things now, now that I know what I have before I didn't have that. Now that I know um, it's helped me to figure out where I'm going. Like I've always worked for major corporations. I've always, um, I'm successful in my business. As a matter of fact, in my cleaning business, I made a million dollars starting from scratch. Wow. wow. Go right? yourself. So I'm just saying that, and I wanted to give you my story first to show you where I came from to get there and how I, my journey has led me to there and how I have, I've been uh, working on personal development. And that's what I love about Ladies of Justice. It's a network marketing company too, but the personal development, I tell anybody, if you're going to do anything, go to network marketing for personal development, because that has helped me tremendously. And even now to the point where I surround myself, I call the women's circle of champions. For, for example, like you, something drew me to you. Too. Exactly, exactly. Because I would have like, oh, I'm not doing that. I'm not getting on nobody's podcast, <laughs> none of that. <laughs> but that but was I was that. telling people that, you know, network marketing um, gets a bad rap. And I don't, promote, I don't promote the products per se, but I think about some of the most successful ones in the world. Mary Kay was a network marketing. And look what she did for women. Women. Girl, giving them pink Cadillacs and diamonds and no, you look at Avon and you look at Princess House Crystal and you look at Amway. These are very successful, but what they do is they get they get you pumped up. You go to that one eight hundred ballroom, baby, and you feel like you can fly when you right. got there. You are hyped up. But isn't that what you're supposed to feel? That's isn't right. that? what you're supposed to feel in network marketing in my company, they give you an opportunity to make a million dollars. I'm not um, branding myself with that though, but these companies give you an opportunity to make whatever you want is your choice. Right. It's your fear that's stopping you from doing what you need to do. That's all network marketing is. And a lot of people fail is because they don't believe in themselves also. Right. Or like they don't want to do the work. Don't they, don't know, they don't know how to ask for the business. They don't close on the deal, you know? And then you go to a, a, your company and you'll do whatever they say, tell you to do. Just like uh, my testimony is the reason why I left corporate is because it, it's not, a, it's time freedom. I have to ask my boss, can I go to on a vacation? I have to ask them, can I take my sons to the doctor? I even have to tell them when I had to go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. What kind of reason is that? Right. Anyway, yeah, right. <laughs> but no, I mean, and you and you have to conform to the program. I get that, okay, because without rules, there's chaos. So you have to have a level of discipline, but you you have to have a level of self worth. I have been reading the most amazing books, you know, Think and Grow Rich, Atomic Habits, of uh, the Four Agreements. I've just really been doing the audio book series, mm -hmm. and I am creating great new habits for myself and combining them. 
You know, I'll do my editing and I have a little peddler up under my desk. And so I'll get my exercise in. I combine that. But I promised myself something. I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, April, I said, you look pretty good at 60. But are you going to look this good at 62, 65, at 70? So instead of thinking of exercise as an arduous task, I think of it as a reward and a blessing that I'm able to get up and go do it. I acknowledge myself. I've got seven tasks that I need to complete every day. And I give myself one of these little old gold stars. Girl, I feel like I'm back in kindergarten. Now, look at all my stars that's missing. I'd be just as happy. I do. But it's it's about the mindset of loving yourself. And that's not arrogance. You have to love yourself before anybody else can add to that. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. Uh, let me tell you, I have a friend, one of my circle of chat, um, champions. And it's okay if I can say her name because she, yeah. I want okay. you to know too. her name is Crystal Gunn. She said, um, so how's business? I said, business okay. And I told her about, you know, what I was making. She said, bravo, bravo. And I'm like, what? She said, Deborah, you have to start celebrating yourself. And I don't because I'm an internal person. Like I like to do. You can't put me in a forefront. It may not seem like it now, but this is that personal development. Right. Um, even my company, they didn't even know that I am a female owner. Matter of fact, they didn't even know I was African-American and some of them still don't. Notoriety, but she was saying, girl, celebrate who you are. If they know, I'm like, no, I don't have to do that. Because when I go talk my talk and they see me, a lot of my customers see me and I was like, because you don't know, as long as I go in and tell you what needs to be done, because I don't want you to judge me before I even get into the door. Well, you know, and, and I say this as a Black woman, I love my sisters, I love my culture, I love who I am, but that does not identify the work that I do or my or my abilities or my inabilities. I don't even want Mahoney, April Mahoney, baby, has opened some doors like you would not believe. They think it's going to be this little red-haired, freckled, white girl coming in there, and here I come with no telling what kind of hair option, a gap between my teeth and brown skin. And they're like, yeah, well, what were you expecting? So don't judge a book by its cover. Open it up and look at the pages. That's what's the important thing. So tell us about your other business endeavors. We've talked about, uh, you know, the, uh, the being the ambassador for Ladies Justice. And we've also talked about your um, multi-level marketing. And we've talked about the cleaning business, but you got a couple other things brewing. Um, right now, I just uh, got awarded a 5013C for Exclusive Elderly Resource Center. And what that is, that's a program um, to help seniors get whatever they need. I will be looking for vendors and different people like that. Matter of fact, I have Susan Coleman, a cancer uh, uh, association, uh, a person that I know very well, she wants to help with the cancer patients. I have banks asking me to come into the banks and sit down because a lot of sit down with the seniors because a lot of times the seniors will go into the mortgage companies and the banks and try to get loans, try to get mortgage or whatever, reverse mortgage, whatever they need. They don't know how to fill out that paperwork. They don't know how to go on the computer. So I created a program, it's called Kava, where we will in-house all their documents. Of course, it'll be secured. In-house all their documents, say if they need something to 
go to the bank, go to social security, go to welfare, go to Medicaid. We will be able to send that out to them because even in a cleaning company, um, a some of my seniors, the girls would go in, the ladies would go in and clean their home and they have packed stacks of paper like that mm -hmm. all around and don't know what to do with it, don't know. They're just left alone. And yeah. you, they have siblings, but sometimes the siblings, I don't blame the siblings all the time. We have some that won't do the right thing, but- Won't even go see them. Yeah, go see them. But they have their lives too. But if they could take a moment and just do something, that would work. Well, that's where we come in. Um, I'm going to hire some uh, document specialists, people that can literally talk to the seniors oh, and also wow. with money that can pay for someone to take care of their family member without just leaving them out there. So that, that's and that's that that is going to be so amazing. And, and like I was telling you also in the green room, my heart has been calling me to be an activity director at a senior center. Girl, I want to go in there and teach them, you know, uh, arts and crafts and music because they are there isolated. And if their family doesn't come in, then they're going to be looking for Miss April because I'm going to come in and I'm going to bring people with me that care about them. I had a, an interview with a, a guest yesterday and I cannot wait to air it. She's going to be one of my favorites. She's 80 years old and she is on fire. I we talk to. about everything from soup to nuts and sex and we <laughs> laughed something fierce. But again, like she said, she's looking for love again at yeah. 80 years old. It's not over until it's over. So bravo for doing that. And, and taking the gauntlet and running with that because I love senior citizens, teachers, and nurses. Those are my favorite people on the planet. And God dropped that on my heart. One of my um, friends, she's a reader. She said, God dropped that on you. You yes. got to be okay. Just like God just dropped that on you to be an advocate. Yes. We got to follow through on it because that was just a drop, if you will. It was. It was. And you know that, that you are going, that's your legacy. So let me ask you in closing a few fun questions about you. Okay. Okay. Deborah Crawley, if you were an appliance in the kitchen, what appliance would you be? A pressure cooker. Oh, <laughs> with yourself. I'd be the refrigerator because I just want to sit and chill. <laughs> <laughs> if you were an animal, what animal would you be and why? A lion. Why? To be fierce and don't worry about what people are thinking about me. Just keep moving. Do what I need to do. Fulfill my purpose. All right. <laughs> I'd be the I'd be the party animal. The party animal. <laughs> uh, what are three of your guilty pleasures? I mean, just when you just in your element and you want to be good to yourself, what are three things that you do? Well, uh, my guilty pleasure is calling my sons or calling my sons, my grandson's mothers, and asking them, could I hear their voice just to get me through the day? Oh. And they're busy. You know what I mean? I don't care if throughout the day, you're like, um, mom, I'm working. Mama, they'll call you later. So that's my guilty pleasure. Also shopping. Mm. shopping. And it's not that I go shopping just um, because I can now. You know what I mean? Back then, I would have to try to figure out whether I had enough money. I'm not saying that I'm rich, but I could get what I want because right. I know how to put that money back into my bank account. That's right. Um, studying my discernment, um, that's a guilty pleasure for me because I'm always trying to figure out how to master this discernment, how to control it, how to let it yeah. to the top. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Ask the right questions. How can it get better? How can yeah. it get better than this? And what else is possible? And bring me the right people. And, you know, I know that I'm worthy. Just direct me in the right place. Having that I am conversation. I got you. I got you 100 yeah. percent. You know, and I've been married to Mr. Magnificent for 39 years. And baby, I love the breeze that keeps him cool. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I'm sprung. I told a woman, try to push up on her, I'm going to cut her. <laughs> you know, but along those same lines, I tell him to this day that I leave a little bit in reserve for me because folks change their mind. You know, it's 39 today. You know, hopefully it'll be 40 tomorrow, but somewhere between 39 and a half, the feelings and emotions might change, but I love him enough that whatever he needs to fulfill him and to make him happy, I'm willing to do. Now, that don't mean I'm not going to hold on to the bumper of the car <laughs> and begging him not to leave if he decided to leave, but I love him enough to let him go. And so that's what we as individuals have to know, you know, as Sting would say, uh, Sting would say, free, free, set them free. You got to love somebody enough to let them go to be who it is that you deserve to be. And that's what's happening with me right now. I've come to that conclusion, just what you said. And that's funny you're saying that because I have to, I said to myself, I have to, if I love him, I need to let him go because I know that he's not the man for me. Right. And when you feel that you, you got to take action because you'll stay with him forever and ever and ever again. And you're blocking my way for my real husband. So right. <laughs> Right, right, right. You you are blocking my or you know or or that one eight hundred dollar freak. You know the line is busy <laughs> because that's another thing. People think that you have to be married. Sometimes you can just have a great monogamous hell polyamorous <laughs> relationship. You can you can do it. That's what people are doing now. But you have to love yourself. You got to be respectful. You have to be clean. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that come into all of this that create this thing that we call love. And love is one of the hardest things. We think it's so easy, but it is one of the hardest things. And it is, you know, formed. And so it's like Play-Doh. You can mold it any way that suits you. Everybody's love and love responsibility and love language is, is not the same. It's a lot of work. I think it's a lot of work and you have to be ready for it. And you can't do it by yourself because no. you need an outsider, a mediator to say, okay, this is what you guys need to do a little bit. This yeah, is what you, you know, counselors, yep, pastors, absolutely. grandparents, you know, all, all that is very, very important in your life. So in closing, Deborah, what words of wisdom would you like to leave us or leave us with encouragement? Also a call to action, how to get in contact with you and work with you. Um, I think that the, the most important thing that I want uh, women to know, to have faith in mm. what you do. Don't be afraid to take that leap. Um, tell your story because your story is not yours anymore once it's happened. Your story is for you to tell others so you can help others to conquer through their story. Mm. So tell your story and don't be afraid. Of course, we're going to have some secrets and those secrets may go down in the grave with you, but that's it's okay. But tell your story that needs to be told. You'll know once you start telling your story, you'll know what to say and what not to say. Um, be encouraged. Uh, create a circle of champions, a circle of women that are doing things that are going to, your accountability partners that are going to push you. And that's going to help you to get to your next level. And have a discernment of 
trust, I guess. Because that's the hardest thing, trusting people. Trusting mm -hmm. people. If you feel in your gut that you can't trust that person around you, let them go. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let them go. And <laughs> don't worry about it. You ain't got to have no feelings behind it. I let folks go. I do a friend's cleanse. You should see me go through my Facebook. No, book. you don't. <laughs> yes, I do. Now, you guys, people sitting there like lunch meat. They, they, they sitting there on your timeline, looking at your business, what you doing, how you feeling, they ain't liking, they ain't loving, they ain't sharing, they ain't coming. For what? They're yeah. strangers. They're not engaging with you. So okay. off you go. And that's not that you're not a, you're still a wonderful person, but that doesn't mean I'm going to allow you a front row seat in my auditorium. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you have Absolutely. to do that. So tell us how to get in contact with you, work with you, or get one of your people to come clean our house. Girl, I sure wish you was here in San Diego. I do, I do. I you do. would love my cleaners. I have 23 employees. You would oh love Oh my them. God. They deep clean. They deep clean. Like, they deep clean. Like, deep clean. Get on their yeah. knees. Utilize toothbrushes. Right. And that's their choice to get on their knees. So our cleaners right. are really good. All right. Um, you can get in touch with me for Ladies of Justice. And if I, I don't know if I could give you a little blur about that, the yeah. membership. Okay. Yeah. With Ladies of Justice, you can get your will done, your power of attorney. You get a traffic ticket. You can take a picture of the traffic ticket, send it to the attorney. The attorney will go to court for you. Right. No matter how many tickets and what they'll do, they'll negotiate the points on the ticket. But your will and your power of attorney is important. That's a hard subject to have with your family. But when you go to the hospital, what's the first thing they ask you? Yeah, that's right. And right. with that, there's two now. I just want to throw that in. It's not just a physical, but now they have a mental. Really? Um, as a power of attorney directive, because if someone is mentally incapacitated yeah. and not physically, you know, they may not be in a coma, but in, in their mind, you know, they're suffering with dementia. So, so check that out. I'm sorry. Continue. Also, um, uh, get documents reviewed. Uh, uncontested divorce. You have to wait 90 days. This is a subscription for $29.95 a month. That's it. For mm -hmm. all that, you can utilize this membership anywhere in the United States, including Canada. Say, for example, you drive to, I drive to California. I get a ticket. I can call Ladies of Justice Legal Shield and ask them to give me an attorney to take care of my ticket, ticket out in California. Amazing. We're changing the paradigm shift in legal services because everybody can't afford it and everybody won't believe it believe that it's only 29.95 but it is oh uh, i know we had the prepaid legal service here in uh in in san diego and they are amazing you have that disgruntled employee that you can't i mean not employee uh tenant that you can't get out your apartment they can direct you on the proper way of getting them evict there's a lot of services for 29 dollars. you can't beat that that's better than that's cheaper than cable it's absolutely you spend that on lunch yeah on lunch you spend a hundred dollars on gym shoes yeah um, also it's um for businesses too i utilize it for my business all the time they did my handbook a customer didn't pay me they send letters to the customer they review my documents every time i get a agreement or i have to sign like for a proposal for the proposal from them or agreement i send it to my attorney before i sign it like i'm also, uh, how to contact you as far as the cleaning service and the nonprofit? Um, my website is uh, dcrowley39.ladiesofjustice.com. That's for the membership. 
for the legal services. Uh, my cleaning company, you can call us at 248. We're located here in Michigan, 888-7806. An exclusive elderly center, I'm going to make that nationwide too. So you can still call me on 248-888-7806. Even if you're looking to help seniors too, my doors are open. Uh, we all need to come together to help these sen seniors live a healthy, purposeful life. Well, I am so glad that you have found your purpose, Queen, and that you are in your glory. You are absolutely glowing. And um, again, brains, it's nothing to it but to do it. You got to feel the fear, yet do it anyway. Step out. You don't know what you're missing until you try. And if it doesn't work, try again. But do not stay in that victim mode, um, mentality. Do not let anybody abuse you disrespect you don't uh, you better not holler and cuss at me <laughs> see i didn't got i didn't really got spoiled okay uh, but it's important to love yourself and thank you so much for loving us today deborah you are the absolute best come on back keep us informed as to what's going on my brains are always open to great opportunities and thank you so much for um tuning in brains i need you to go love like share and subscribe Love, like, share, and subscribe. LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, yada, yada. I could sing them to you, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to say I love you. Thank you so much, Deborah. Come back and see me again, baby. Love you. All right. <laughs> Bye, brains. Bye-bye.